Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, the TARDIS architecture, and we have part two of our interview with Louise Baker. Hello my friends and welcome to The Kindness Project. I am joined by a girl who's a door lover. But can't get one open. It's Charlotte Dames. I'm joined by a man who's starring in a new TV show. Man versus dishwasher. Look, I never pretended I was particularly practical. And I've got to admit, the dishwasher did beat me this morning. Mm. I didn't know where to put the dishwasher tablet. Now I know. I can do it all the time. Not going to do it all the time. But um, we'll, uh, we'll give it a go. But how about your new TV show, Woman versus Door? Um, you just don't like me. First it was our own door, and now it's someone else's. <laughs> yeah, um, but we were having a conversation before we started the podcast on what our favourite doors were, weren't we? And you said sliding, and I'll trump that, I think, with a revolving door. Yes. But you said you wanted a door that went up and down. Why? Because it's spacey wasty. Because it's spacey wasty. Well, the TARDIS has got an in and out door. Surely, the, the know, out of all the doors in the world, the TARDIS is the most spacey wasty door. Okay, but you know when they go into like the alien spaceships and stuff like that, and they have to roll under the doors. I live for those moments in TV shows and movies. What you want is a, is you want every door to make a spacey wasty noise, so it goes like that. <laughs> Yeah, as in like every single space thing ever, there's always there's always a noise a door makes, and it's usually like that. It's quite a good door noise. But I I think you know what? When I was a kid, right? The I my favorite I had a, I had a favorite door, right? And my favorite door was the entrance to the National Gallery in London, right? Because when I was I about seven or eight, IKEA. I quite like the IKEA door. You like the IKEA door? Yeah, it spins. Yeah, well, that that's the same as the National Gallery one. The National Gallery one had a revolving door, and what I used to do is go around the door, run around the gallery, not looking at any of the art, just so I could go back and have another go at the door. <laughs> and I used to do that three or four times. My granddad used to take me down London, and um, I, I love that door. I love that door. But that is not question of the podcast, listeners, because um, we thought doors might be a bit niche mm. um so we're gonna go for this week's question of the podcast what's your favorite piece of architecture mm. what's your favorite building what's your favorite building my favorite building at my home oh that's a lot why are you home because i get to sleep here <laughs> here right so you the fav your favorite building is basically based on sleeping and eating well, I wouldn't have anywhere else to put my books, would I? And reading. Mm. Anything else? I keep all my stuff in my house. And like holding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are we, are we objects now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I keep my stuff here. I allow my family to live in my house. I keep <laughs> I keep my family in a little cupboard. Under the stairs. I'm every part of all of a sudden. What's going on? What's going on here? You don't live on Privet Drive. Sorry, the Right. Okay. So apart from that, the house where you keep your family under the stairs. <laughs> where? Uh, what's your favourite piece of architecture? What building do you look at and go, wow? The Parthenon. 
the Parthenon is an amazing piece of architecture. Yeah. Plus, I go, wow, because my knees are in. I've just climbed up the hill. <laughs> but afterwards, afterwards, it's like, whoa. So, so yeah. Oh. So the first reaction is, oh. Without, you know, you, you know how it feels now with hurting knees. I mean, because I'm quite tall, trying to get my knees under them stairs when you've shoved me under there at night <laughs> is really difficult. But I remember, because we, we, Sophie and Mummy didn't want to come, did we? So we went to the Parthenon, mm. and I, even though it was a long trip up, well definitely worth well worth it. Well definitely worth well it. worth it. So two for me. I like the gherkin. I like funkily shaped buildings. Like the cheese crater. The cheese crater. Have you been ever been up the cheese crater? No. I have, and the views from there are amazing. I'm not a big fan of the shard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the gherkin I like. I like the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. You know the church that's yeah. very gothic. Yeah, is that the one we were allowed inside because we were wearing shorts? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is an amazing piece of architecture. Um, and what else? I quite like the. Um, oh, what else do I like? Oh, a bit of a building obsession, isn't uh, it? No, I have. I have. <laughs> I mean, I, you you did you did accuse me of train geekery while we were in Japan, and now I'm going building geekery. See what else I like? Uh, the Patronus Towers in Kuala Lumpur. They are never been, but. I, I have crossed the bridge. It's it's amazing. So, listeners, you can get in touch with us um, uh, and tell us what your favourite building is mm. on the following email and social media channels. Take it away, Charlotte. His brain blanked. You yeah. Can, you can see it in his face. He was kind of going... Aah. I was still thinking about buildings. Okay. And so, and being uh, and being locked in the under the stairs for the night. Go on, tell tell, tell our listeners where they can get in touch don't with us. Don't worry, I feel like a TARDIS in there, multi-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um, so email Ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Uh, Facebook um, with the kindness project, and there's a search bar. And so Google has a search bar too. You know, we pop up first thing. It's brilliant. You know, um, I feel like I'm gossiping. Uh, Twitter, we're at Ola Kindness. Uh, so just pop over and say Ola. So, um, <laughs> am I missing anything? We have an Instagram. I think it's at Ola Kindness, but no one really uses it. We need to get uh, a bit more video on Instagram in our life, mm. don't we? So we'll we'll get that done. And what um and that brings to an end. What I feel has been the geekiest building is. intro. Um, to the Kindness Project. Oh, no, we did have that one where we talked about book characters. Yeah, we did. We did. Mm. But buildings is a bit more niche. I wonder how many reactions we're going to get from favourite buildings. We will see. Yes. Shall we crack on with the show? Yeah. So, in our, um, in our brand new segment for 2020, we are going to share a few bits of good news happening in the world. Um, can, I, can we do the good news generator? Can I press the button? Press the button. <laughs> what to the boop at the end? You know what? I thought you were gonna go boop in the, like like a door opening, sci-fi door opening. I'll do that next one. Boop. Right. Uh, the first piece of good news is uh, about a man in India, India who planted a tree every day for thirty-five years. The work that he's done has created a forest larger than Central Park. What do you mm. think of that? It's good. Now we can all breathe better. Well, I mean, you know what's going on 
sort of at the Amazon at the minute, which we've spoken about before. Not good news, but it shows that potentially if one bloke can do that, what could we potentially do collectively? Exactly. And um, uh, uh, can I just say a uh, massive amount of um, sympathy for what's going on with the forest fires in Australia yeah. at the minute? Um, uh, certainly I'm going to be donating some cash to a cause that supports that um, and let's make sure that we're doing what we can to help people but there are people um, who are trying to counteract some of the damage that's done to the environment and that man in India alone has created a forest larger than Central Park, which is um, amazing news. In other news, sea, sea turtles are making a huge comeback with their populations increased by 980%. That's because of the Endangered Species Act protecting them. Now, that's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. But the only experience of sea turtles I've ever had... Oh. No. I've had two experiences of sea turtles. Number one, Finding Nemo, right? <laughs> Finding Nemo. There's a bit in Finding Nemo where the sea turtles are surfer dudes. Oh, I love it. That's amazing, sea isn't turtles. it? Sea turtles are surfer dudes. Um, and, they all kind um, of sound like they're high, but it's... It's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so so I'd love I'd love to surf with a sea turtle. But my only drew I don't know if you remember this, you were only very young. I do remember. We were in Sri Lanka many years ago. Um and we got the opportunity to because in Sri Lanka they've got a an issue with egg poaching, turtle egg poaching. And we got the opportunity to collect turtle eggs, take them back to the hatchery see them hatch and release turtles back into they the sea. so adorable. And I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was it was an amazing experience. I remember it being really dark. Yeah, yeah. The, and we kind of just let them go and they scuttled along the sand. Oh, the cutest thing ever. Yeah, uh, that, I mean, that, that as an experience was... I mean, Sri Lanka's an amazing country, but mm. that as an experience, um, going there during the day, waiting for the sun, sun to come down, because for some reason you can't... I don't think you're meant to release sea turtles. Or it, or it might have been a tidal thing, actually. But no, no, it could have been because it would, it would be... They would be more difficult to see by, like, vultures and stuff during the night. Because I know that um, there's a lot of issue with them being eaten, like, birds as well. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, just, just what humans are doing to help um, conserve sea turtles... Um, but apparently sea turtles are thriving again thanks for the in endangered species species act and um, helping helping people um, do that uh, Thailand supermarket says no to plastic packaging and wraps produce in banana leaves again another good idea mm. um, I'm guilty probably of buying so many plastic bags are you but I've tried now um, I think the 10p bag tax it's not about the 10p it's just the hassle of has, has done more to just say well actually I don't need a bag um, I know some supermarkets are even upping it to 20 now as well that, you know you know what I wish I wish that um, when I bought a bunch of bananas it wasn't in a plastic bag mm, yeah or orange orange like don't put naturally packaged fruit in another bag yeah I mean there might be a good reason behind it but if you can avoid plastics that way i say why not and why not just use biodegradable packaging that will actually decompose yeah 
Because like plastic takes forever to decompose, and it and even though it can be recycled, it's just. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But we need to. I think as a society, we're getting better, but we need to do a bit better on that. So, but there's loads of good stuff happening in the world. Yeah. That's this week. Have we got a trailer for good news yet or not? This, this, uh, this is something we work on. Listeners, can you do us a favour? If you'd like to record a trailer for good news or end of the show, please feel free to do that, and we'll be happy to play it. So, yeah, send in your musical um, uh, uh, attempts, and we might give it a go. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get on with the show. So this week's interview is the second part of the interview with Louise Baker. You. Now you'll remember from last week, if you haven't listened to last week's show, um, go and give it a listen. It's quite a quite a good one because you talked about rolling a lot, didn't you? Um, but we also spoke to Lu- Louise Baker about her Postcards for Kindness yes, project. Now, we, we as a family do this. Uh, we send postcards to uh, elderly people who are uh, lonelier in, in, in care homes, and we try and help out with that. Louise Baker started what you can only call really a movement. Um, yeah. And she's doing amazing work um, in this area. Shall we? Listen to the interview. I I, th- I think travel is an interesting thing, isn't it? Because it's it, it's one of those things that people do. I mean, I certainly do. People genuinely get excited about, even if you're not travelling, because you want to hear about those experiences people people have had. Just generally, what's like? Is there a trend in terms of what's written on the postcards, or is it love from love from Taiwan, or or, or, or does it go into a decent amount of description about the place? it depends on who's sending because we've got some people who have chosen for example um it's a really lovely term i, I love it but i think the members coined it but they've adopted a home yeah um, a home yeah. or two so they might rather than writing to as many homes as they can they've adopted uh, you know five or six homes maybe and they've built up a real rapport with them so what might have started off as a you know sort of hello my name is this is where i live um because actually not all of the postcards now um are from holiday destinations or day trips they might be sort of postcards of the place where somebody lives for example yeah, and telling yeah. people elements of their lives sharing sort of stories and it's more about the connectivity of moments than, than places yeah yeah um, so we've got you know people who are writing you know keeping it quite general we always say sort of imagine you're writing to um, a family member a relative um, and keep it nice and informal a lot of people like to ask questions so they'll send a card as a prompt and say you know i've been to the cinema what's your favorite film um, and those always just spark conversation everywhere because the residents then they don't have to be writing back they can be responding to the questions and activities coordinators are using them um so we've now got postcards of kindness clubs set up at the care homes okay um where they'll sit together and you know they'll go through the questions they might write back for example they might choose care homes that they want to write to yeah um so the cards sort of vary i think in content between being sort of quite familiar um, you know, those who are sort of being quite familiar with the residents they're getting to know. Um, or, you know, we've got uh, postcards that have come from, you know, the other corner of, the, you know, the other side of the world where they're just telling them about some of their traditions and customs. Yeah. 
Um, and then we also have uh, cards that are coming to residents that may have lived somewhere else. So we have quite a lot of people who are sending um, cards in the, the language of a resident who might be living over here, but was brought up somewhere else and they're feeling sort of quite unconnected. Yeah. Um, they're quite disconnected to their surroundings and having something, actually a postcard written in a mother tongue, for example, yeah. um, has been amazing for them. And, you know, we've got... Uh, all sorts of languages or people saying oh, I could write a postcard in you know in Polish if you'd like and we've got residents who actually really appreciate that because they might not have anybody at the home that can converse that with them speaks in their mother tongue got, yeah, yeah yeah they've got they've got a link back to where they might have grown up and you know fading memories are then sort of peaked again they're, they're coming back yeah because reminiscence is, in, is important isn't it I mean oh, like just yes, remembering yes, those memories in the past are really important and I think the other I mean we've interviewed a couple of people on, on our podcast um, about befriending. So I know Age UK do a, a big project and we've interviewed them about uh, how they help uh, younger people befri befriend older people just as a, just, just, just to help both parties. Weirdly, weirdly yes, yeah. the, the conversation we had was uh, with a guy called Jason who spoke about this and he said, it started off as me trying to help somebody else but now we're just mates, and he's he's, yeah. he's got he's got a lady who's a 88 year old lady called Beryl, and he's in his 40s, and he's he's just got a new friend, and it's just turned yeah. into yeah, an interesting relationship. So I can see how that relationship um, has has been has been built by, but as you say, somebody adopting a home as a uh, as a as a as some something they tend to consistently. Help me understand yeah. a bit about. Because you must have some weird and wonderful postcards come through, mustn't you? Yes. What's the well, what's well, those, those that we see? Yeah, because I mean, obviously, some some people are just sending them um, in sort of their own time. But those that are sort of sharing their postcards to the group, we do have some fantastic ones. We do have, you know, we have people every now and again saying, "Do you think these postcards will be all right? Do you think they'll be appreciated?" Um, and I think, to to be honest, you know, a lot of them they're just they're fantastic. You know, we've had the um, <clears throat> the, the potentially risque sort of seaside postcards. Okay, and, you know. Looking, you know, looking back now, a lot of us, you know, some of the members have sort of said, oh, do, you, "Do you think these will be alright? They're not going to offend anyone." But they're of the era where a lot of our residents would have grown up and sort of cheeky, yeah, so that cheeky, cheeky humour. They really, they really relate to. So we've had, we've had quite a few of them. They're always, they're always great fun. Yeah. And um, we had you know, one that really sticks out was somebody who bought um, a random packet of postcards, I think, um, online somewhere, and, and one of the postcards was just a brick wall.
the senders as much as they're because we, we're just quite focused on let's you know yeah, I mean that. I mean, community around the care home. Let's, let's draw them out back into the community. And actually, yeah. what we've done is brought the community into the care homes, and we've connected people with sort of uh, people with shared memories and things who are mm. part of the group as well. Yeah. So that's been really lovely. That doesn't surprise me actually, because I, I mean, it, it, a lot of the conversations we have on the podcast. Um, is about kindness being quite selfish in the best way possible because it does make you feel good knowing that you're helping somebody yes. else out. So, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yes, Just I think it's... A lot, a lot of people have sort of said how, you know, like I said about turning the, turning the little red squares green and things like that. A lot of people have said it's really addictive mm. to send out sort of postcards and, you know, to share that that's what you've been up to. But, but even those, I think sometimes people say, well, I'm only sending one or two a week, but... That, you know, that, that moment in time is going to mean the whole world to somebody. somebody so else, you know, yeah. don't be discouraged whether you're sending one postcard or 100. For example, each one of our members means exactly the same Amazing. to us and, and to the people that they're sending to. Right. Now, I'm, I'm super curious about this now. This brick okay. wall postcard, right? So yeah. somebody sent a postcard from a mm-hmm. potentially tourist destination of a brick wall. Where is this place? <laughs> I think um, I think it'd come from because a lot of people now, rather than you know, now holidays are coming to a close, they're um, they're going to places online and um, and to sort of uh, thrift shops as well. Apparently, been really good for postcards, so they're not okay. just buying postcards of tourist destinations. They're now uh, we've got quite a lot of character cards, for example, yeah. you know, sort of quite vintage cards. Um, and the one of the brick wall, I think, happens to be in a in a packet of cards of scenic scenic views and things and scenic things. views. So, uh, it's just, just a random place. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just one, I'm just wondering what else was in that pack. Like uh, I don't know you got a picture of a wall and then a picture of the floor and then uh, a picture of I, I don't know, I don't know, light fitting. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's just. No, I think, I think all the rest were what you, what you would consider sort of standard postcard fare. I think that's why this one, st- you know, stood out because it was a of postcards of views, and then there was a, a brick wall. So, look, <laughs> but, you know, if you like, that one really started a conversation. Look, if, if, if you like walls, why not? I, you know, I mean, there's, there's somebody out there who will like that view. So it's, uh, well, so it's somebody did suggest actually that there might be residents who were connected with the bricklaying industry, you know, builders, construction workers, yeah. engineers, yeah. who, could, you know, would probably really appreciate that frame, for example. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that, don't, don't discount anything. No, no, big time. No, I'm not there. So, so it's grown to a massive scale that you didn't expect. What's next? Goodness, yes. <laughs> What's next? Um, well, space, if you're listening, anybody, but no. Space, um, yeah. I think we're just... It, it did grow exponentially. I think I thought, um, you know, we'd be, be lucky for a few thousand members, for example. Um, and we were quite lucky, I think, in terms of um, being supported. Um, Age UK have been massive supporters of us um, and have shared, sort of shared the cause. Um, and Royal Mail picked up on it. Um, okay. I suspect maybe their maybe their posters have noticed a few extra postcards, but they've yeah. shared it. And I think within the space of a, a couple of days, we've grown to about 20,000 members from a couple of thousand. Okay. Um, and it's sort of it's snowballed from there. So I think while you know while the group members and while the care homes are sort of are getting so much out of this, we're going to rumble along. I think you know yeah. we're all we're all pretty focused on what we're doing and just loving every second. So I don't Amazing. see us winding down anytime soon. Yeah. And 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 you've been running this since the summer, but 
but it's been going on for a bit longer than that, hasn't it? What's how long? Yes. Is it? So, uh, so is, is there any? So, as we're coming up to Christmas now, is there more demand for like seasonal postcards? And you know, does, uh, does well, it change? You see, um, I don't don't want to say too much because we're we're not quite ready to launch yet. But uh, several members have sort of said, oh, we, you know, there's no reason why we can't send Christmas cards. And we have actually got something in the pipeline that will be launching. Um, do you know what? It might even be next week. Um, okay. I'm so confused what day it is. I think at the moment, but uh, postcards are. Um, Christmas cards um, are on their way. Amazing. So the next big thing to look Okay, at. so so we we won't be publishing this on 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 this week or next week. So by the time um, this is out, uh, yep. keep keep an eye out, and it will be Christmas cards for kindness as well. Yeah, so, well, yeah, so, all exactly. good. so yeah, by the time this goes out, come and uh, come onto the group and find Christmas cards. Amazing. Um, before we before we close, um, what we do on the on the Kindness Project podcast is every week we ask our listeners a non kindness question um but just because mm-hmm. we're curious people so i'm going to ask you a couple of uh these louise just just random trivia questions if you could okay. be any character from one of your favorite books who would you choose oh um that's a good question i think possibly i'd be i'd be george from the famous five I okay think. Um, I grew up. I grew up with Enid Blyton, um, and I think the idea of being George and having Tilly the dog and just going wherever, wherever the wind takes me, I think so, that appeals. So, especially, so. especially now as I'm sort of growing up on adventure, doesn't seem like uh, so easy to come by. Fair enough. I like that one. Who's your favourite Muppet? Um, Beaker. Beaker. Why Beaker? I don't know. He's, I just. I think it's because he's quite sort of sweet with his. his okay. Sorry, I didn't catch that impression. Do you want to do that again? I mean, that was that was amazing. That was amazing. So the thing is, my favourite animal and my animal impression is absolutely shocking. But that beaker was spot on. That was that was really good. Um, What's your favourite work of art? Sure, to be honest, okay. I quite I quite appreciate um, is it Star is it Starry Nights? Okay. I think by Van Gogh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I I got the chance to see that. I, I mean, because uh, it's in New York at the minute. So yeah. I was I was in New York a couple of years ago and, and got to see it. And uh, I got told off by a security guard because I was so entranced by a Starry Night. Um, I got very close to it, and then I got told by a big burly American security guard that perhaps I should move back a bit. Um, um, yeah, it, it was a bit scary at the time. What's the best piece of advice you've ever had? Um, do you know what? I think probably be true to yourself. As, yeah. You know, as long as you're being true to what you believe in, um, and you know, sticking to to what you do. I don't think you can go wrong. I, lo- I like that advice. I think that, you know, authenticity is so important. I think. Yes. Um, yeah. I think because you know, in this, especially these days, I suppose you quite and um, sort of social media and, and mm. Instagram particularly, maybe it's quite easy to to try and Tend. be somebody else for yeah. other people's benefits. And you know what? If, if this, if postcards of kindness has taught me anything, it's just that you know, you're not going to go wrong by being yourself. And yeah. You know. And 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 also. Like we are all flawed in some way, aren't we? We've all we all make mistakes. We we all we've all got our own eccentricities and stuff like that. So why not celebrate it instead of pretend it doesn't exist? Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What's your? Uh, this is a good one for both guys for kindness. What's your funniest travel story? Um, I think I've got a couple. Um, I think I've got a couple. Um, 
one that sticks out, I think, was um, going to France as a teenager. Um, my grandparents lived over there, so we used to um, we used to go over there quite a lot to see them. And I think maybe not necessarily a specific moment in time, but it was that, in, that one particular holiday. And my cousin and I befriended a group of um, a very large group of um, French teenagers, sort of our age. And we couldn't speak much French, and they couldn't speak any English. And um, but we just go and sit on the beach in the evenings anyway. And that sort of the the language gap didn't really seem to matter. Okay. Um, and that was some some sort of lost in translation moments, I think, there that were uh, probably quite amusing. But that's one that sticks out just as being sort of a moment where everybody came together. Fair enough. I, you know what? When that when that first came out, and this is this is like this is an example of me trying to celebrate some of my mistakes. It, it, my worst, my funniest travel story. It hadn't happened because it only happened a few weeks ago. But I went to um, I went to Gibraltar a couple of weeks ago with my dad. I take my dad away on holiday every year. He's in his seventies now, um, and um, got off the plane, got into the cab to go to the hotel, and the cab driver wouldn't take us to the hotel. And I said, well, why, why, why not? It's the Hotel Gibraltar. He went, well, it's called the Hotel Gibraltar, but you've actually booked a hotel in Spain. Um, oh, okay. So I'd literally booked a hotel in the wrong country. Um, oh, no. which was, and literally, I could see the hotel. It was 10 minutes over the border. but I, I, And I Google mapped it, but I just completely got it wrong. Um, no. uh, um, okay. If you had a million pounds, but you could only spend it on helping other people, what action would you take? Um, do you know, I, think, I actually do think about this quite a lot. I think there are probably a few charities close to my heart who I would, um, I'd probably split it between. Yeah. Um, so I would probably sort of go down, and it's quite a, maybe a boring route as, to, as opposed to a grand gesture, but I would probably divide it up between a few, uh, a few smaller independent charities, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe throw a group party for everybody for postcards of kindness to sort of a central location. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, no, fair enough. And the last one is, um, what was your favourite piece of technology you used in the past that you'd never dream of using now? Um, Probably a cassette player. All right, okay, Um, yeah. Because I don't even know whether any of my cassettes from childhood still work, but... Uh, it's not that I wouldn't dream of using it again because obviously if it, you know, if I could get the cassettes to work I would but I just have so many fond memories of sitting in the back of the car listening to my, my 90s cheesy pop on my cassette player fair enough, um, fair enough. I think yeah no, I think I'd go for that amazing and um, to finish off Louise where can people find out a bit more about Postcards of Kindness and, um, and, and uh, uh, the work you're doing to find out more wants to join or any care heads happen to be listening who want to uh, to join in with what we've been doing um, head to facebook uh, we're postcards of kindness hyphen the group um, there's also a hashtag which we use on um, facebook excuse me uh, and twitter as well which is just hashtag postcards of kindness um, and that will generally sort of bring you back in the right direction um, but yeah look us out on um, on facebook um, and we're there Okay, cool. And and clearly, we get extra points if you're in space, don't we? Or, or space or Antarctica, we get we get we get some extra brownie points. Hashtag postcards in space has got to be the uh, has got to be the new one. Short of members. <laughs>
Amazing. Amazing, Louise. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having right. me. So that was Louise. What did you think of that interview? It's good. Yeah, she's yeah. good, Louise. She's amazing. Um, and feel free to support Louise. We will put all of her links in the show notes. Yes. Tis the end of the show. That sounded really serious. Tis the end. Tis the end. It is the end. Would you like me to do it in a different genre? Um, I can do. What genre are you gonna? I'll do sci-fi. Okay. As we've been talking (laughs) sci-fi. Sorry, let me let me open the doors. In a galaxy far, far away, it is the end of the podcast. Very good. I like that. Can can I just do um? Can I just do, before we start with uh, the end isn't really the end of the last week's questions and all that sort of stuff, can I read you? We've been, as a podcast, we've been featured on three separate lists as a top podcast this week. Um, and there's, there's one from Spotify where, where they've um, given us a bit of a review. So I'm going to read you the review. Um, if you relish a revealing interview and believe in the power of positivity... You'll love the Kindness Project. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> Cheers, Spotify. This fun father-daughter podcast imparts inspiring personal stories of kindness and the ways simply being nice to others makes positive changes in our world. The hosts, through giggle-filled conversations, heartfelt storytelling, insightful guest interviews, covers how to be kind through everyday acts of kindness, charity fundraising and more. It's getting a bit dusty there. <laughs> so that is very nice. Thank you, Spotify. And that was one of three separate um, uh, reviews we got from different websites um, talking about how much they're enjoying the podcast. So thank you for that. We don't often ask for reviews, but if you're if you're enjoying the show, feel free to leave yes. some review on wherever you do. We, we, we always like feedback. So well, if you have anything to say that we can improve on as well, so... Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Um, we do not ask for that enough. We need to focus yes. on like sort of finding out what our listeners actually think, because apparently there's quite a lot of them now. <gasps> <laughs> so um, let's crack on with the show. Last week's question of the podcast was: When was the last time um, uh, you received help you were grateful for? Uh, Hayley Ball starts with Sunday, got home from a night shift my daughter Lauren packed me off to sleep while she took care of the kids and by the time I woke up Daniel, my husband, had got the kids to help out tidying the house and he had dinner ready, so a lazy day for me Don Kirk said every day at the moment for the hard work and loving care St Francis Hospice are giving my nan in her final days now we've had um the guys from St Francis on and we've interviewed them there's a guy called Andy Fanneau who um, who talks about the work that St Francis Hospital does it is amazeballs <laughs> it is brilliant they help people and their families uh, at a time when it's particularly tough they're, mm. they're, they're, they're literally their last days um, and I know that Dawn um uh, it's going through a tough time uh, with a, a nan at the minute 
um, and certainly um, St Francis Hospice are helping out. So thanks Dawn for sharing such a, um, a personal story um, but also um, thank you St Francis for all the amazing work you do. Alison Hagen said, yesterday at Park Run I slowed down to walk near the end and a lovely man ran up behind me and said, come on keep going with me. She ran on and got a personal best. Couldn't find him af afterwards, but wanted to thank him because he was truly a angel. Aww. Al McCann said, really helped, really. Yesterday, some somebody said something kind, wished me a good day. I'm not going to name, name them, um, but plenty of others help me every day by just being nice. Mm. I love that. Absolutely love that. When was the last time somebody helped you, Charlotte? I don't remember. We see we struggled with this question last week, yeah. um, and you might be able to tell uh, uh, listeners because I am filling right now um, because I'm looking on our Twitter feed. Because what we tend to do is get um, a lot of social media comments. So while I'm looking at my Twitter feed and seeing if we had any comments, Charlotte's going to sing you a song. Oh right, um, what's the first song that comes to mind? Happy birthday <laughs> to you, happy birthday to you. You know what? Happy birthday, dear listener, happy birthday to you, Ray. Save that as a ringtone so that when it's your birthday, you can um, you can actually use it for whatever you want. Um, so, uh, Chris, uh, so the other... Um, the other thing we had, I had a um, direct message on Twitter, and this is what I was looking for, by a lady who um, asked me not to mention her name, so I won't. Um, but she told me a story, okay? Um, uh, she's currently going through a separation at the minute, uh, and she um, went to the hairdressers in November for a cut and colour. She met a hairdresser she'd never um, met before, and just op opened her heart and was really vulnerable and told this hairdresser the story. And she was in there um, two and a half hours, chatted to her, explained what was going on. It was absolutely lovely. Mm. Now, this lady was back in there um, recently and the hairdresser remembered exactly what was going on and was genuinely concerned about how she was getting on. Aww. Now, it's really interesting because... That highlights that um, sometimes just like we we assume that acts of kindness need to be these big elaborate yeah, things. Yeah, they don't. They don't at all. Just show somebody. Do it today. Do it today. I've listened to this. Show somebody you care by asking how they are. Yeah. And um, just um, just listening. I think I think that is key because all of us need somebody to listen every now and again mm. i don't know why but you saying that really made me think of a meme and i feel terrible what what meme was it um everybody asked who's a good boy but nobody asked how's a good how's the good boy i've never seen that meme <laughs> but um but i think sometimes uh i don't know what context that <laughs> meme is in either I, I need to i need to have a look at that meme but sometimes i I, certainly I know like uh, people assume you're alright instead of asking whether yeah. you're alright and it's 
it's sometimes important just to check. So, um, uh, without getting too cheesy, do me a favour, ask somebody that you don't speak to that often mm. how they are today. How are you doing, mate? How are you, how are you doing, mate? How are you doing? I'm doing all right, but again, it's getting a bit dusty in this room because I'm thinking about who I could... Uh, who I could ask how they're doing. So I'm going to do that today. And on that note, my friends, on that very sentimental note, <laughs> 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 um, the podcast is truly over and we'll see you next week. <laughs>